It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Ralph says, I have smart tech all throughout my home, cameras, doorbells, thermostats, etc., Do those things really add value? Should I list the home with those items included or take them out so I can use them at my next home? Yeah, so Ralph, you know, honestly, those are not going to add value, um, but it is understood that those items do convey. They are personal property. Um, The updated offer to purchase that came out in July of 2022 is really specific on those type of items like your Nest thermostat, your ring doorbell. Um, It is understood that those convey with the home. So if you want to take them with you, you then need to disclose it, okay? Um, So as far as it adding additional value, it really doesn't. So I don't think that they would be missed if you decided to take them with you. Um, My suggestion, honestly, would be go ahead and remove those items before you list the property because if they're there, a buyer's walking and touring your home, they see those items, they're going to want them. You know, they, they don't like the idea that you start picking apart the home and saying, well, I'm going to take this, this, and this. So again, with items like cameras, doorbells, thermostats, you know, those specialty additions that you have added to your home for conveniences, I would say go ahead and remove them if you do not want them to convey with the property. It's a great point. Do your picking apart early, right? Do yeah. it, do, do that before you list the Well, home. you just look difficult to work with. Does uh, that make sense? Mm-hmm, sure. Like, yeah, I just, to me, if I were a buyer, you know, wanting to make an offer and all of a sudden I see a laundry list of items that don't stay with the home, you just look difficult. Don't be difficult. So yeah. take them, remove them ahead of time, have pictures taken, list your home. And the buyers would never known that those were there in the first place. Great point. I love it. That's a good one and a great question, Ralph. Thanks for sending that one to us. Uh, If you've got questions for Angie and you want to talk to her off air, you can call or text anytime to 919-538-6477, 919-538-6477. You can also submit questions to be featured on the show. You can do that online at acolerealty.com or by texting the word SAVVY to the number 21000 and follow the prompts from there. All right, Stan has our next question, and Stan is in Nightdale and says, should I still expect to get above asking price for my home? Unfortunately, Stan, the answer is going to be no. Um, Now there are Unless you just ask for like $1,000, then you probably would get bids above that, right? (laughs) Right, exactly, yeah. If we want to price it low, we can definitely drive the traffic there and get you above asking. I was being silly. Yeah, right? (laughs) I personally, I I do see that agents do that in the market. They almost like underprice the home in hopes for driving even more traffic and creating a bid and more. I think that's almost playing kind of Russian roulette with a seller's money, and I, I don't feel confident in doing that. So, you know, we prefer to list the home where we know it should appraise what it's worth. Um, and we know we still will drive traffic. So um, Stan, but you should not expect above asking price. The market has shifted. And so 
We might get it, we might not, but that is one discussion we are having with our seller clients up front and we're really educating them on just the change in the market. Just even in the last couple of months, you know, I think everyone is stuck back in those wonderful times of 2021 and early 2022, the market has shifted. Um, but Stan, you know, if you do want to get a good feel of what you could expect for your home in regards to price point, you can text the word SAVVY, S-A-V-V-Y, to the phone number 21000. We will send you a link, click it. It takes you to a landing page and you can click to inquire about the value of your home. So you can get a good feel of what you could expect in today's market. Such a useful tool. So again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21000 and Stan, that'll help you out a lot there. Again, just text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. We'll text you right back with a link to click on and you can find out that potential value of your home. This one comes to us from Anna, and Anna is in Apex and says, My dad says I'm making a mistake if I buy a two-bedroom house because he says it'll be harder to sell in the future. Is he right? Should I only focus on three-bedroom homes to purchase? So Anna, your dad's onto something. Um, you said house and you didn't specify if it was a single family detached home or a townhome condo. Um, if you are purchasing a single family detached home, Typically, a three-bedroom will resell a lot better and at for a higher price point than a two-bed. Okay, two-bedroom single-family detached homes are just not as common. Um, so, and there's a lot of buyers that put in that parameter at minimum. They want three-bed. Um, now, if it's a condo or a townhome. I wouldn't say that's as important um, because I've seen a lot of townhomes, for example, and, you know, there are two normal sized bedrooms and then this tiny like little closet bedroom. Well, I know personally me, I'd rather just have two large bedrooms. So, um, Anna, if it's single family detached, yes, definitely think about um, when you're purchasing now, think about future resale. And if it's a single family detached, I would probably lean towards a three bedroom just for the case of resale purposes. Our next one comes to us from Chris. And uh, Chris is in Durham and says, our neighbor was telling us about the offer they accepted on their home last night. They said the buyers offered an appraisal guarantee where they wouldn't make the sellers lower the price if the house appraisal came in too low. But we got into an argument because I said that really just sounds like window dressing to me. If the appraisal is too low, then isn't it still a problem and a threat they could walk away from the sale? Do such guarantees really have much true value as part of an offer? You know, Chris, we, uh, you know, I guess it slowed a little bit with that appraisal guarantee just with it not being as strong of a seller's market, even though we're still in a seller's market. But, um, you know, that is a very common practice that a lot of our clients would present with their offer that we would suggest, you know, hey, include this appraisal guarantee. I would say they're most commonly used when it's a multiple offer situation. The offer being placed on the home is well above asking price. Of course, you know, with pulling comparables, more than likely the home would not appraise for the purchase price. And so a buyer is stating that, hey, I understand this home more than likely will not appraise. I am not expecting you, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, to reduce the price of the home down to the appraisal value. Instead, as a buyer client, I will be willing to make up that gap. And what that gap means is from the actual appraisal value to the purchase price, because if you're obtaining financing, that's all that the lender will lend on. Um, so with those appraisal gap guarantees, though, you will typically see that a buyer will offer a substantial amount of due diligence money. So that makes that guarantee 
even stronger. If a buyer were to include appraisal gap guarantee, but they only have $500 on the line, well, that addendum really doesn't mean much because they back out, oh, right. they lose 500. So when we are seeing this guarantee given, it is typically accompanied by a substantial amount of due diligence and they are showing their good faith that, you know, seller, no matter what this appraisal comes in at, I am moving forward on this property. I had the means to bring extra cash to the closing table to get this thing closed. So if I'm understanding correctly, Angie, the the due diligence fee is kind of saying the same thing, but putting money behind it, right? Like the higher the due diligence, the more you're really saying we're committed yeah. to this house. Yeah. The oh, appraisal yeah. guarantee is more like just giving you our word that yeah. we're gonna we're not gonna walk away from the house even if the appraisal comes in in low. It doesn't really change the dynamics because, like, like yeah. you said, if if they only had like five hundred dollars down, then like they can still walk away from that quote unquote guarantee, but sure. it's more of a, we're giving you our word. We're going to, it's, it's a personal attachment to that higher due diligence number. Is that yeah. a good way to kind of read that? Yeah, I think that's okay. a great way. And I think it's also making it clear that, Hey, we are well aware that we are overpaying for this home based on previous sales. We are currently overpaying and we're okay with that. Um, it also kind of gives that guarantee that we had the cash at hand to make up that difference. And I've also seen that with offers as something that we would suggest too is, you know, hey, include the appraisal, like gap guarantee or, or addendum, whatever you want to call it, but also give an additional proof of funds showing, hey, we have the means for our down payment. We have the means to make up this gap. So again, it gives the seller just the warm and fuzzy that you can make it to the closing table. So so Chris, yes, someone could lie, right? Someone could say, I guarantee we'll make up this appraisal gap sure. if there if there is one and yeah. they have actually not the means to do so. Yeah. That's possible. Well, and I But I, that'd be like I've breaking seen, your word. That'd be Right. Sure. Yeah. I've seen where some buyer clients wanted to go way above asking, but they wouldn't include the addendum. Well, your number means nothing, right? Because the home is not going to appraise and you right there are saying, Well, you know, hey, I'll offer twenty K above but if the appraisal comes in low, I'm not paying 20K above. Well, why they accept your offer, right? So mm. again, it's just reassuring to the seller that you will move forward no matter where that appraisal comes in. Good points, Angie. Thanks for the clearance on that. Chris, hopefully that helps you get some good perspective, you and the neighbor working that out. Uh, Shelly has our final question of the week. And uh, Shelly is in Raleigh and says, I've heard you talk about the importance of marketing a home on previous shows. Can you explain what you mean by that? How do you market a home that's different from just putting it on Zillow? Yeah, you know, and typically that's what a for sale by owner is doing. They just manually enter it into Zillow and that's the only platform is going. Well, remember, not every buyer goes to Zillow for, you know, looking for a home. So, you know, marketing is hitting the most amount of locations and spots so you get the most eyes on the property. So when it comes to marketing a home, you know, our listings, they are going on Zillow, they go on realtor.com, they go on the multiple listing database, they go on like thousands of other third party websites. You know, we're really posting them on social media and put money spend behind them on social media. We are broadcasting them on places like the radio show here. So the whole point of marketing is to get the largest outreach 
So the most eyes see the home, you get the most showings, that then will get it the most offers to drive up that price point. So marketing is, I mean, number one when it comes to advertising a home, but above and beyond just where you're marketing the home, it's also getting the home show ready. That's a piece of the marketing too. So we have a professional stager, we have virtual staging if needed, we have a professional photographer. Um, So it's getting everything ready to then broadcast it out there to the public as well. Um, It really goes hand in hand. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.